Welcome to Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole, a monthly podcast with Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist, and clinical psychologist, Dr. Dina Scott, where we discuss mental health, relationships in all stages and phases, and wellness. The information in this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes and does not take the place of having a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Let's join the journey. All right, we are back with our third episode, Dina. So just welcoming you and welcoming you, Chevy, get a chance to introduce ourselves. I'm Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Dina Scott. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. And Chevy Chung, a relationship and life coach. All things. All things. (laughs) Uh, And that kind of gives a little bit of a hint about what we're going to be talking about today. But before we dive into that part of the journey, um, just wanting to do our check-in, see where our moods are at. And that's talking about what's our theme song for the day. And Chevy, as our guest, um, what's your theme song for the day? For the day, um, as I was telling um, Nikki and Dina, um, my son is playing the game and it's uh, the Magic Tiles. And uh, one of the songs that he's been um, uh, working with is Believer by Imagine Dragons and uh, I think it's uh, relatable in terms of you know some of the things that my clients and I have been speaking of today um, that you know we believe that there is something better that we can be better right whether in our relationships or in our own self-concept um, and and to believe right is, is one of the steps right and and of course opening up um, optimism um, so that we can work towards what we ultimately imagine for ourselves. I love that. I really like that. What about you, Dina? Um, So I feel like there's so many songs like kind of in my head right now, but I'm thinking about Bilal sometimes. And I think because of the fact that the song kind of takes us on our journey of like the highs and lows of life, (laughs) and there definitely Mm -hmm. are a variety of highs and lows. um, That is one that is speaking to me today. What about you, Nicole? Uh, so today it is Connections by Super Lowry Brothers, one of my oh, favorite yes. jazz bands that um, used to play locally uh, when we were out in LA. And so the thing about Connections is just how it opens with the trumpet and the melody to it. It, it really speaks to me. It makes me feel um, kind of contemplative, joyous, and um, just thought, I mean, just thought provoking in a good way. Um, But with it being jazz, all the different parts that come in. So that really is speaking to me today. Yes, beautiful. I know. I have not heard them in a while, but yes, they're a great group um, that you introduce a variety of us to. (laughs) Oh, yes. And we will get back to going to live shows. And even when I come to visit California or wherever um, we decide to go and see live music again, because there's plenty of live music out here in the DMV as well. So being able to get back to that. And that's that's actually one of the reasons why Connections is speaking to me too, is I, I'm missing my live music right now. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, wanting to just also give Chevy you a chance to, to tell us about yourself, Dina and I know you, but giving our listeners and all those who have joined us on the journey this month a chance to get to know you. Um, nothing too uh, 
I guess interesting about me, but um, I'm a father of <laughs> <laughs> um, two. I got two boys, uh, Emiliano, who's five and a half, and then my younger one, Mateo, uh, who's who just turned three in December. Um, you know, uh, you know, in the coaching and 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 uh, kind of the professional realm, it's it's um, just really enjoying my work um, with uh, just helping couples, you know, do the things that. Um, we would hope to be able to do on our own, but sometimes need help with, right? Just communication, yes. turn, turn, yeah. turning towards one another, but um, also developing a sense of um, uh, personal responsibility into the effects and impact we have on our partners, right? And, um, and, and of course, taking my own medicine, right? Being that, as we all know, we're in this uh, situation where we're at home a lot, right? And, and we're with our partners a lot. And uh, it's really been kind of a crash course, uh, marathon type of, um, way of, 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 of using what I'm uh, proclaiming my clients should do, right, and doing it for mm-hmm. myself, um, mm-hmm. and, and actually noticing the difference, you know, and, and how, um, how much lighter we feel, you know, in, in the home, given, and, and right, like a lot of people are saying, it's, it's a very stressful time, and, and for sure it is, and, and I want to minimize um, people's, um, you know, the obligations and all the, the crazy stuff that, that they tend to in terms of loss of income, uh, sickness, and things like that, but um, we've been able to uh, make this situation, um, you know, and we're fortunate, right? Um, but also make the, the situation in terms of our relationship um, as partners, as well as parents, um, much healthier, you know, and, and again, yeah. experience the lightness that um, amidst all the madness is, 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 is quite nice. And, and again, quite fortunate for us to experience that. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm a boy from Hong Kong. I moved here to the States when I was three, uh, primarily been here in Southern Cali since. Um, port of entry into the country was New York and uh, have my, my folks here who are still alive nearby. I have an older sister, beautiful niece and nephew. Um, and, uh, and oh yeah, and I also teach a little bit at a community college. So that's, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many layers to Chevy, right? I love how he's like, there's not really much, you know, inter- there's so much interesting stuff when it comes to Chevy. Oh, well, thank you. I think that's for all of us though, right? I think especially if, for all y'all who've listened uh, to this podcast and gotten to know uh, Nikki and Dina, they're, they're two of the most uh, talented but humble people. I've known them for, as we had just uh, talked about before we aired, about 15 years. And, and I um, know. yeah, it's, that's that's crazy. How long right. it's but just <laughs> crazy humble. We've done a lot of work together. And, and it was, um, you know, they were, they were uh, two of the folks who helped um, ease my position when I was working at the county, you know, uh, showing me a model of, of how to... Um, collaborate right we were from two different agencies we had a, a similar p- uh, purpose and mission um, but they showed me how to do it you know they showed me how to build relationships maintain relationships you know and, and just be cool you know and, and I think just be <laughs> people you know and and still allow for it to be productive so um, uh, again just letting the audience know in case y'all haven't picked up on it fantastic people with with all kinds of layers um, that I'm sure they have yet to reveal Oh, thank you, Chevy. Oh, thanks, Chevy. That's so funny how you describe it because when people ask, I'm like, no, he's taught me how to like really transfer cases and we worked so well together, but we were in completely, I mean, same purpose, but uh, nonprofit versus the county. And that's mm-hmm. very different. And just seeing how for some that could have even been a tense relationship, but we had such great working relationship and right. just it been benefited the clients, you know, um, and could always count on you, Chevy, to uh, help us out. And also as 
I mean, for me, learning some of the ropes, because at that point, I had never done in-home therapy. So it's being able to say thank you, um, yes. because that was great what you said about us, but it goes both ways. Definitely. So much gratitude there. And that's funny because it's like, um, we're going to ask you, Chevy, how do you incorporate love and wellness and wholeness into your work? But you just kind of touched upon that already. So I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to share. Yeah, I, um, the wellness part, I think, uh, and, and um, I know the two of you are, are aware of it and probably members of the audience for sure is, is you know, the wellness part is, and, and um, I guess part of my approach towards the practice is, you know, understanding that uh, uh, one, we need to be in tune with our emotions, right? So we can be better in tune with other people's emotions and their affect states, but also incorporating, right? Somatic stuff, right? Recognizing our physiological responses to stress, our physiological responses to happiness, right? Um, also, you know, being active, physically active, right? Of, of uh, exercising, getting outside, mm -hmm. soaking up the vitamin D. And again, fortunate Southern Cali, we get to do those things year <laughs> around, right? Um, right. Uh, and, you know, eating well, getting that sleep. I know um, since this, uh, the shutdown, uh, I've just, you know, been sleeping a lot more, right? And, and I'm just trying to take it easier, not rushing, right? Not having to yeah. get the kids up and out the door and have to worry about getting on campus or anything like that. It's just about, um, taking it easier right? and, and yeah. stopping smelling the roses and being more present and, and filling, our, filling us, filling our bodies with, you know, more nutritious food and the occasional uh, comfort food, right. That isn't so healthy, mm -hmm. but, um, but satisfying. Yeah, no, uh, thanks, Chef. That's really um, helps us. And you also kind of mentioned things on there as we delve into our topic today, which is talking about relationships and, um, and self-love. And I know that um, when we talk about self-love, it's kind of a topic that people will ask sometimes where it's like, well, why are you talking about self-love if you're talking about relationships? And you, you mentioned it, Chevy, about like us taking care of ourselves um, mm -hmm. and just wanting to know, like, why do we talk about self-love when we're talking about relationships? Yeah, I, I um, for sure, I, I think it's, it's uh, in terms of not necessarily recognizing boundaries, but, but in some ways, right? Because some of us might be um, just by way of socialization or, or, or our past experiences, we might want to find um, ourselves more than what we might be actually capable of giving or we might be lending of ourselves to our partners and our children uh, so much so that we might develop a sense of resentment right and and mm -hmm. um, if we can practice self-love right uh, one of it is just recognizing all right what what can you do and what can't what can't you do right what, what right. are our limits right, right. Um, and being able to um, <clears throat> take care of ourselves in that way kind of um, fill our vessels right uh, to ensure that we're not, you know, taxing ourselves and 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 just depleting ourselves, because um, you know, I and I think I've over the past maybe couple of months, I think I've been just much more privy to um, noticing my moods, you know, and 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 I know this going to kind of bl blend into you know other topics of our discussion, but just recognizing when I am tired, right, when I am <laughs> sleeping, right, and, and not wanting to or not feeling the pressure of having to take care of everything, right, just. You know, being able to again with some of those boundaries to say, "Babe, I need your help. You know, come get me." Boy, you pooping his pants, like you know. And the other right. one needs help doing something. Else. I'm like, "Babe, come down and help me." Um, and and so the self love and and just kind of 
uh, filling ourselves up so that we can, you know, manage through the, the, um, through the sometimes, right? And, and, and manage through um, the times that are, are, are much more um, consuming of our energies. Um, so, so the self-love is, yeah, and, and, and I, I don't, it's, and it's not selfish, right? In terms of the self-love, right? right? It's, it's, it's like, you know, the better we are, the better we can be for, for everybody else. Yeah, no, you're speaking so much to like my heart, my spirit, my mind, Chevy, because I feel like, you know, Nicole and I have had this conversation before to where there's so much that could consume us that might be going on around us that we might feel like we need to be attuned to, especially as those who often take care of other folks, whether it's professionally and or personally, and having that kind of time to pause or to check in with self is huge. It's so important because, you know, you're right, you know, that, that resentment, (laughs) that exhaustion, like all of those things are so easily, you know, able to creep in, right. Even when we don't want them to. And I think, you know, again, providing that space, you know, for self is, is so essential. And I think, you know, again, sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, am I being selfish? But sometimes that is about preserving, you know, self too and energy is something that came up with um, a good friend and I recently to where you're just talking about like, what energies do we have in our space? Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we might need to shift that. And that's also part of self-care is that might be shifting people (laughs) who are in our space. It might be shifting (laughs) things. It might be shifting items, you know, whatever it is that feels like it's making that energy off. It might be shifting ourselves, you know, but being able to do that as part of self-care too is so important. So, so yeah, what you're saying definitely, again, was speaking to me very directly. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. And, and, and the way you articulated it, yes, most, most definitely is, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think that's, that's something that we <laughs> as practitioners or, you know, as, as helping people, you know, helping professionals as well as right. just being members of, of relationships, right. And, and, and caregiving for family members, right? And a right. lot of people are probably doing that now. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, huh. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, just to, to pull those things out um, for reminding people, because that's something that I hear a lot where it's like, oh, uh, when we talk about self-love or I say we're going to radiate love from the inside out. Uh, when I do workshops, I did a workshop a few years ago for um, a woman's group, it was their retreat and mm-hmm. they wanted to talk about relationships. And so I started with, okay, well, what does your relationship look like to you? Like, how do you relate to yourself? Um, what is your, and I called it your love verse. Um, mm-hmm. And that the very center of the love verse was them. Like I put, you know, I was like, put me in the center and then put the other relationships in varying degrees um, of closeness around you but just really trying to give that visualization that even when you center on yourself you're still impacting the other relationships this is part of being able to have a healthy working model um, of being able to even know where you end and begin so like you said Chevy as far as like with boundaries and then just even knowing when you say hey I need help Um, and I think that was important Chevy for you to even share because that's the other part is that uh, we are all humans first Um, and so our roles are just that and so we have to take care of the human part of us and there are moments when we need help as well and need to be able to focus on our self-love and self-care so 
Um, I thank you for sharing that. And also with being in the sometimes and just reminding uh, people that all actually everything is temporary. Um, yeah. We're continually moving and growing. And that's why it's also really important to check in with yourself um, as a vessel, as a container, as um, someone that is impacted by others' emotions and just really trying to at least pour love into yourself first and then being able to radiate that outwards um, and being really mindful. And so by having that sense of how you love yourself, it's gonna really impact when you might need to uh, remove or transition some energies um, from, from your field. So I think that that's really important too. Um, and just wondering also, cause this is something that's been coming up is the impact of being at home, the impact of COVID on so many relationships right now too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's hard for um, you know, for whatever reasons, right? And and of course, professionals like yourselves can help people process that, right? Is the why is it so hard for us to um ask for help, you know? And it, that was a right. thing for me, like for real, like it just I just didn't do it. Whether it's insecurities or whether it's um feeling like you know I'm the dude and I need to do dude things, right? And I need to hold mm-hmm. it down and all that. And uh, once in a while, it's just like, yo, we need help. <laughs> just, right. you know, if our partners are, recipro- you know, if they're, if they're receiving that well, right. And, and of course we're helping them out and we recognize, we need to recognize that part as well is that we've helped our partners out and this is, you know, a partnership. So uh, why not to open ourselves up to ask? And it doesn't, um, you know, hopefully our partners are, are of course in agreement with it and willing to do that for us. But um, you know, what's, it, it didn't hurt for me to ask, you know, it, it mm-hmm. no, no lightning bolt came down and, and, you know, electrocuted me or anything like that. It was cool, <laughs> you know, and, and to her credit, you know, my wife, you know, will step up and she'll do it, you know, and it's like, oh, snap, that's all I need to do, you know, um, but I know it's not like that for, for all situations, but. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about that, you know, in terms of the why, um, because I feel like there are a variety of folks that I know that I'm connected to that also Chevy, you know, we, myself included, just are not the best at times with like asking for help. And I think about, you know, again, what, what are those things for me that come in and that create that block? Because when I'm talking to folks and when I'm supporting folks on their journey, Oftentimes I'm able to tap into it a lot quicker, <laughs> like my own, my own process, you know? And so I think, you know, as much as we can think about what are our blockers, like what are those things that kind of get in our way? It is important um, because, you know, I know that there are many reasons that kind of get in that way, but what am I going to do different? Like, how am I going to do it a little bit differently? Because to your point, like people might be able to show up, you know, yeah. if I am able to put myself out there. Yeah, we give others a chance to show up as their best version of self um, in those those moments too, and being able to to just to see. Um, and I think that's really important, especially when it comes to um, just the self talk. Because what I what I'm hearing in there is uh, we get in our brains and come up with all these scenarios, and we write these scripts, and we have dialogues for the others in our life, our partners, and so that sometimes keeps us from even saying, "Hey, I need help," because we've already ran out what it's going to be. So I think Chevy, right. when you said <laughs> there wasn't a lightning bolt, you know, um, <laughs> right. it, it actually was helpful. And then for you too, Dina, where you're like, "I know that that's something that I'm working on," and mm-hmm. um, 
it's just a continual thing. And I think especially with being in the helping profession that um, it's just a a good reminder to to ask um, and think about it. And that really helps to cultivate like a healthy space for our relationships when we're able to recognize um, these, these things. Right, right. Yeah, you bring up such a great point in that we're allowing our partners to shine as well. You know, like you said, we might have, you know, through those, um, through those relationships, right, through the patterns that have developed to it, that that we think, you know, our partner is lazy or our partner doesn't care about us or we can't count on our partners. And so, like you said, the narrative has already been created, right, and and that's going to guide, right, our future, mm-hmm. our future chapters, mm-hmm. right. And so, um, that was that was beautiful how you said that. It's just that we allow our partners to shine as well, and and so restorative, right? You're like, oh snap, right. maybe five years ago, this wouldn't have happened. Or maybe that, that message I was telling myself is, is completely false, right? We're, we're testing um, the, the automatic thoughts that, that aren't helpful, right? And, and offer, able to experience, right? Something that's, that's so reparative. And, and, and again, developing that, that sense of connection that our partners have our backs at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me think about, you know, um, I know Connie was on last time, but her and I have, you know, this, this conversation a lot about like self-care and sometimes how it can feel in some ways, like it is all on us as an individual to like make it all better and make it all right, which is a lot of pressure. And so how do we start to look at like community care and that connecting piece, right? So that elevates our self-care as well. When we think about like what we are individually and then also what we are in relation to others. So whether that's our partner, our friend, you know, our colleagues, family members, but really being able to, to lean on folks and to, again, let them shine, to let them show up um, as we're trying to show up for ourselves. Right. And, and honestly, also being able to learn about ourselves in moments of different disappointment or differing opinions, because that is um, real for some people where it might not be uh, the corrective experience that we hope it is and that the person isn't able to show up Mm -hmm. and um, being able to just share with with the folks on our journey today that that now is your opportunity to be able to learn um, and be able to manage what comes up for you in terms of if it's disappointment or if it's anger or frustration and really being able to use those as some clues as to maybe some things need to shift. Um, And just using that as an informative piece um, so that it's not, you know, you're not reacting or responding to the story that you tell yourself, even if it turns out like, oh, well, and I've heard this before, Nicole, you know, like um, I did go ahead and I opened up and I asked for help and the person was just like, no, I can't do it right now. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. You know, and it's like, and that, and that is her, it can be hurtful. You can have all the feelings attached to it and then being able to say, all right. And even if it did match what you thought could potentially happen, it still didn't play out exactly that way. And you're actually handling it better than you thought you would. Um, And you're able to like peace out and learn some, some things about yourself and about the relationship with that, that person. Um, and maybe it is that that relationship needs some 
tuning or it needs to go to a different space in your love verse. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it needs to be on the outer skirts of the, yeah. the love verse. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. This is something that you learn because you don't have to also feel like, oh, well, this is just um, what a relationship is, is that our relationship is built on disappointment and it doesn't have to be. That's so important, you know, because, and again, that takes me back to that energy and talking about just, you know, the shifting of, because yes, I feel like we need to be able to identify and be able to like hold to certain expectations that we might have too. And it doesn't mean that those expectations um, can't shift and can't grow and can't, you know, evolve. Um, And there also are times when those expectations maybe are consistently not being met, or there's bigger things that feel like, oh my gosh, my energy is just not right, um, where we might have to make some changes as well. And that also could be challenging. And it also could be beautiful when we think about like what happens on the other side. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And, and like, like you both were, um, you know, speaking of, right, when, when we are disappointed, when we do ask, and it's, and, and that need is unmet, right? Uh, um, the probing of why am I responding in the way that I am, right? And, and of course, mm-hmm. it could just be like, yo, you know, that's our partner. We depended on it, depended on her or him or, or they, and, you know, they're not coming through. So I feel like I'm being left out or I'm feeling ignored. And that's, mm-hmm. that's very true, right? And, and, and then, but also, you know, just in, in, in terms of self-investigation, I've had to think a lot of, okay, so why, why am I responding in this way? Like, maybe it is just as simple as, you know, I relied on you, you weren't there and my feelings are hurt and I'm upset, you know, and, and it could be very well. Um, but also, you know, thinking about, you know, as a child, right? Like what it was like when, um, when, when pops didn't show up, when he said he promised something, he didn't do it, you know, like, right. and then how mm-hmm. serious that felt to me, you know, as, yeah. as a young person and, and how that's still, I guess, part of me, it's in my mm-hmm. body, it's in my psyche, right? It's, it's, um, and, and maybe that's why the trigger uh, might be a little bit more um, uh, pronounced, right? It might yeah. be a little bit more intense than it would be for somebody else. Yeah. Agreed. I, I agree. So what are some tips that you, you two have, um, I'll, I'll chime in too, for creating space to have like these healthy relationships, be it with self or with others? I feel like there's so much that has already been shared that are like part of the tips, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I think about, you know, tips, I feel like there's so many different types of tips that are going to work for so many different types of folks. And so whether that again is, you know, allowing there to be that space to check in with yourself, the space to be able to take that time with yourself, just communication is also huge. And so being able to kind of learn, you know, what are like our communication styles, you know, when we're talking about, you know, even our relationships, you know, sometimes we might want to identify like, what are our like love languages as well? And that doesn't Mm -hmm. have to just be with a romantic partner, but even with family members, because sometimes some of that comes out in the flow of like what people are doing to show love. (laughs) And sometimes you feel like maybe they're not showing up, but it's because you're attuned to what it is that you feel when it comes to, you know, showing love versus that other person. So I feel like there's a lot of different things that have already come up that could be potentially, you know, helpful for folks. But first and foremost, you know, I, I just want folks to give themselves permission um, to be able to, to just check in, check in with self, pause, and be able to just start identifying what it is that you need, um, whether that's for yourself individually or yourself in relationship. 
I don't know if I have much to, to add on to that, but yeah, the, the emotional attunement, right? The emotional awareness of, of the self, right? Um, developing emotional intelligence, right? And, and um, yeah, recognizing. And, and, and of course, as you're saying, right, what is it that perhaps for some of us who don't feel comfortable in um, asking for those needs, what is it that's keeping us from, from asking for those needs? And, and, and also, like you said, right, on, on, on the, um, on the level of, of interpersonal relationships, right? That perhaps the people in our lives maybe are kind of crappy, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. the, that's a reality as well, right? Right. Um, that, you know, we have homies that we go holla at and we go be like, dude, I need some help. I need to move this mattress. And they'd be like, nah, dog, I got to go watch a game. And you're like, right? you're like, all right, dude, well, I know where you're at now. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, um, there's like that one quote, I think it just, it's like a meme or something like you, you don't, you really get to know somebody once you say no to them or once they don't get what they want from you. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's oh, wow. you know, yeah. And, and recognizing, right. Being aware of that, but no, I, I don't have much more to add to Dr. Scott. She's, she, she nailed it. <laughs> no, we you know, nailed it. We, we, and I think, cause when you mentioned love languages, the thing that popped into my mind was also you could tune in to knowing what your apology language is. Oh. That's something that has come up um, in terms of just communication. And it's um, so a quick, overview of just what it is is what resonates with you as an apology mm -hmm. and if you just mm -hmm. kind of think about it there are differences so for me when people say you know hey I'm sorry and you know this is what I did and they have that acknowledgement um, of you know being able to rectify it and stuff that's kind of resonates with me versus the oh I'm sorry it's never going to happen again and I don't need to hear that it's never going to happen again because for me I'm like you're human it never mm -hmm. means for the rest of your life and that is impossible <laughs> right so I don't I don't personally need to hear that but there's others that do um, mm -hmm. because then that's what's an apology for them or there's some sort of uh, like restitution like this is how I'm going to make this better and mm -hmm. without the that part added to it if they just get it I'm sorry then it doesn't feel like an apology and that's something that comes up over and over again um, in relationships with our partners and relationships with children. I watch it even between um, like just not just couples, but with family members right. being able to say, I'm sorry, in a way that the person actually understands it is something that really matters. So that's the only other tip that I would add as far as having a healthy space for relationship is knowing knowing what your apology language is what feels like an apology yeah. to you how do you apologize that's dope apology language I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take that from you it goes to it goes to Dr. Gary Chapman same person oh, okay, who does yeah, the love yeah. who's same person who came <laughs> yes. up with love languages yes. came up with apology languages but I thank you Chevy <laughs> um it, it's being able to utilize all the tools that we we have mm -hmm. so true so Thank you again for joining us in this this part of the journey in this conversation, Chevy, and just wanting to know, um, share any upcoming events and where where can people find you? Um, website uh, mindmuscleheartlifecoaching.com. Um, I have been putting away this uh, this book that I've been wanting to write about um, being a father and like 
Mm. I think I'm going to get choked up talking about it, but it's just kind of like, you know, and then I think, you know, I'm with this uh, fathers of sons group on Facebook and, and, and shout out to Jay Lass and, and all the dads who are on that uh, Facebook group. But, you know, we, when you read um, these experiences that dads have, you know, with, with their kids, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to describe in words. And I think all of y'all, you know, in, in, in the, and on the audience as well, right. Maybe not just with children, but in, in certain relationships, it, it gives you this, 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 this feeling it's visceral. It's obviously emotional. It's cognitive. Right. It, but it's mm-hmm. just like, if something happens, right. It's like, you know, and you, I can see all the corny cliche words around it, but <laughs> it's, it's just something about, um, I don't know, just the experience of it, you know, and, and again, just like y'all are alluding to, it could be love relationships, could be other family members, but I've been putting off on this book um, and I've just written, you know, little pieces of it. Um, and, and this is, you know, years coming, right, since my first son. So hopefully in the next little while, I'll be able to actually put this down into paper, right? I'm old, so I'm gonna write it down on paper somewhere <laughs> and um, and uh, hopefully get that um, at least just written, right? Just from, at least for my boys to, uh, to read it. Um, but uh, other than that, no, the practice is, is, is going well. And I invite, you know, any um, men, women, uh, couples, parents who um, are needing uh, just a little bit more, right, or, or a little bit of support to, um, to reach out. And uh, of course, free consultation is my plug, free consultations. Um, so, <laughs> so reach out if you need to. Uh, of course, I, I, there are two uh, very well-versed and, and experienced professionals that I'm speaking with here on this podcast that you can, of course, reach out to first. Um, but if, if, if all else fails, they're busy, holla at me. Reach out to Chevy, yes. yes of course. Reach out to you Chevy. You reach out to Chevy first. Yes. Well. Whatever <laughs> speaks to your spirit, your heart, your mind, do it. And Chevy is amazing. I, I, I think that that's it, right? Then humility comes back in, even in the, let's, let's share with people how to find you and just remembering that, yes, you can reach out to Chevy first, who, whatever resonates um, with you. And then also giving permission to, it's not a matter of when you're in relationship, like when you're part of a couple that it's like, oh, I'm going to go to coaching or I'm going to go to therapy or counseling, or we're going to talk to someone because something's going wrong. This is very much like what I tell people for individual therapy, which is you don't have to wait for something right? to go wrong. wrong going right? to coaching, going to counseling, going to therapy it's not that something's going wrong, it's that you wanna do something different. And with that being said, the different could be that you wanna, you guys feel like your relationship is going really well and you wanna maintain it, you wanna get it to the next level. You wanna enhance it, not fix it, not, oh, something's broke, but it can be like, hey, we're getting along so well, what are we doing to do that? We wanna be able to carry this forward. We wanna to get to the, another level of intimacy in our relationship and going to a coach, going to a therapist, um, counselor, even reading a book, all of that is fine. You don't have to, um, that's one of the biggest myths is like, oh, let's wait till our relationship is about to end to then, right. um, to, then we're, now we're going to go and um, talk to Chevy uh, and, and, tell, and tell Chevy to fix it. Um, so it's, you don't have to do that. And I, I just really want people to have permission, not just as individuals, but especially when you're in relationships that you don't have to wait. So yeah. that's a well solid, said. solid point. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, that's actually that's actually my moment of joy um, talking talking about relationships and um, being here with you two and getting to see your face, Chevy, because I did not realize it's been so long. So that's my that's what's bringing me joy right now, and I'm really appreciative of you you both. Um, so so thank you. I, I'm feeling the joy and gratitude is always great at the towards the end of our podcast where I'm like, wow, I'm like this, you know, impacts me on a on a different level as well. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's it, it was it was fabulous. Even in the virtual space, it's it's real cool to uh, just be able to see the both of you. And and of course, um, continue to hear about um, all things that are going on in your lives, um, or <laughs> some of the things that are going on in your lives as well as um, how y'all are contributing to um, the community that um, are, are a part of you and a part of your network and, and uh, being able to reach out to folks um, and provide this insight, right? It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really cool that y'all are doing it. Oh, thanks, Chevy. Thank you, Chevy. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with, you know, you both. I mean, I feel like, you know, as Nicole said, you know, just sometimes being able to be in this space with folks and then especially, you know, Chevy, it has been so long um, to reconnect definitely brings me joy. And I'd also shared with Nicole that, you know, a bittersweet thing was, you know, the day, um, unfortunately, the day after we recorded our last podcast, um, one of my beloved uncles passed away very unexpectedly. And he and my aunt share, share, I will say, shared, share, just one of the most beautiful kinds of love I've ever seen. And whether that's like the love that they had for each other, which was so magical and, or the love that they showed, you know, all of us around them. And so when Nicole had mentioned like doing something around love, I um, just started thinking so much about all of these beautiful moments that we shared. Um, So I wanted to just give a special shout out um, to my family and also just to the memory of my uncle Glenn Boyd, who just lives forever in so many people's hearts, spirits, minds, and souls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So as we um, just, I guess, head out for today, we just want to remind people that being whole is for everyone. So we thank you for joining us today. Um, Be sure to listen and subscribe. And until next time, be love, be well, be whole. Thank you, everyone.